Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. Today I have a friend and an amazing guest, Shalene Weaver. We are in Delaware. <laughs> well, hey, we are here and Shalene is a worshiper. So if you're out there, you're listening today to this podcast, I know your heart is going to be touched because we are going to talk about worship. We are going to talk about um, just communicating with the Lord, even through our reading, even reading of the word, uh, reading Christian books. Uh, Shalene is a worship leader. She has her own CD. She is an author. Um, most of all, she's a great friend. And in moments like what is going on today in our world, you have to have a friend. You have to have somebody that understands the value of just worshiping the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Shalene, I first met you at a great Christian um, authors event and um, distribution event. And I just fell in love with you. I got to hear your CD Actually, you came up in my hotel room and you had your piano and you actually played worship for me that day and just a group of us. Where did the name Shaleen come from? That's a great story. So it's a little unusual, isn't it? It is. I was, I'm not kidding you, literally named after a man and a monkey. A man and a monkey. Tell me all about that. So my mom wanted Shelly Lee. I have a great uncle Lee. There's the man. My dad wanted Colleen or Susie. So Shelly Lee Colleen became Shaleen. My middle name is Sue. The monkey part came in because prior to my existence, my dad is a Vietnam War veteran. And while serving, he um, had a pet Vietnamese squirrel monkey named Susie prior to my existence. There's so much love. So So you're not one of those names that are like in the Bible. Um, This is what Miriam meant. And for that reason, I love it. It's the ultimate disclaimer, though, because you get like, what's in a name? You know, it's it's any shenanigans that I ever got into. It was like, well, <laughs> you, I love <laughs> you know, it's funny is that when we had our daughter, Alana, I thought, really, I just knew it was going to be a boy. And so I came up with this cool Spanish name, Alano. And then we find out it's a girl. So my husband comes home and he goes, that's okay. We're going to call her Alana. And um, I was like, well, honey, where did you get that inspiration? He was like, well, I was at the Exxon gas station. I was like, oh, Lord, how old is our daughter going to be for when we finally tell her? Yeah. You know, another thing, Shalene. What does that actually mean? So for years, the joke was I get to make it up because my name's made up. And so it was a constant running joke about, you know, what does my name mean? What do I want it to mean? And people had different things. Of course, they would mess with me about what they thought it should mean. But one day I just thought to myself, you know, there's so much behind names and their meanings in the word. And I said to the Lord, God, what does my name mean? And literally the next day I'm at a women's retreat. And I walk in and we have to put name tags on. And so I put Shalene on my tag and this greeter looked at me and she said, Shalene, Shalene. And she starts saying it real funny. And she's like, I like that name, Shalene. And now we're laughing. Well, this, the talk that night was about how this speaker had gone whitewater rafting with her family. And her husband even used to be a guide years ago. So he knew what he was doing. Somehow it was the worst trip. Every single one of them, except for the speaker, the mom, 
ended up in the water. At one point, one of their teenage sons was stuck under the raft. They finally get out. They're sprawled out on the ground. And the son said to her mom, how on earth did you not fall in the water? You're the only one that didn't end up in the water. And she said this. She said, because every time I saw that it was getting rocky, I leaned into the boat. And then she paralleled that with when life gets rocky, you lean into Jesus. Well, afterwards, this lady, this greeter walked up to me and she said, Shalene, you lean into Jesus. Because literally the night before I said, Lord, what does my name mean? And then to have someone walk up to me and say that, which is very true about my life. It was just like, God, you know, it's so cool that you can ask him the little questions, just like your dad, you know? Oh, I it's love not that. just the big things that we go to God with. It's those little things. He loves it when we just want to chat. And he's got those answers. And it's just pretty special. So, you know, my mother always, when she talks to the Lord, she's like, Daddy. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up hearing that. And, you know, God is our Abba Father. Mm-hmm. He's somebody that we can talk to. You know what I love about God is that today we're in this world, Shalene, where people are so busy and you can't find them. You have to text them. You have to email them. But when we want to reach out to God, He is always there. And the fact that we can lean into the arms of our Heavenly Father when we need Him in our lives. And I don't know about you, but there has been moments in my life where I have needed to lean in. You just want somebody to hold you and somebody to hug you. You know what? Just this memory. I remember being at Brooklyn Tabernacle Church and um, Pastor Jim Cimbala is a good friend of ours and we grew up together, our families, and I needed prayer from him and uh, Pastor Jim and Carol. And I remember going to their back office and telling them, actually a sister of mine had kind of stepped away from the Lord. And I was telling her privately, you know, in their back office, well, we went to the prayer meeting that has thousands of people and it's online. And he said, come up front, Rosalinda, we're going to pray over your sister right now because he loves my dad, uh, Victor and Carmen. And he held my hand and my eyes were shut. But you know what? I truly felt in that moment like it was Jesus taking my hand. Mm -hmm. And I was able to lean into the Father, even though I know it was Jim there, but I Mm -hmm. felt like God's presence was there. And before the night was over, you know, my sister had made amends with the Lord and with my parents. And God just did this great miracle. Well, you know, it just touched my heart when you were saying that. And I know you guys that are listening today, sometimes we feel like we need to lean into the Lord. But sometimes we need to find ways to do that. Mm -hmm. You know what? I know you are a poet at heart. Mm -hmm. I mean, you sing worship, you know, but now you're writing too. But tell me a little bit about that. How do you lean into the Father's hands through music and writing? Worship is intimacy. There's so much power in worship as well. So many things. But one of the one of the definitions of worship is actually to kiss. It's such an intimate picture. It, almost like you have, you know, your dog's always happy to see you. No matter how rotten you were that day, your dog's always happy to Yay, see you, right? for my and, dog Armani. <laughs> and they, they just, they kiss you. And it's this affectionate, I adore you. I love everything about you. And, and like, that's the same scenario. And so worship brings us into that place of intimacy with the Father. And as well as it's such a, it's such a, a weapon, even when you're not, you're not thinking about warring, but when we worship, you are, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so many examples out of that in scripture, but, um, it just, it brings God's presence when we worship. It's his, his throne is, is built upon our praises. And so that's, that is, I don't know, for myself, that's the way 
that's the most intimate way it's to lean presence. You know, right now during the time of COVID, we're separated, we're quarantining alone. And what I have found, you know, and, and I'm just being honest, my, my listening audience knows this, and I'm just going to be truthful because sometimes, you know, in Christianity, we have to make this facade somehow in our minds like, oh, everything's perfect. You know, there are days where it's not perfect. It's not happy. I have felt overwhelmed. But you know what always lifts that for me mm-hmm. is when I play worship music. And so, you know, whether I'm listening to somebody on the radio, whether I'm in my room singing Mm -hmm. alone, nobody can hear me but God, that just changes the environment. It shifts the atmosphere. You know, if you're listening today and you're driving along or maybe you're at home today, I just want to encourage you to pull out that worship music and just begin to let the praises of God flood your room. It is a form of communicating to our God. And, you know, just like I... I love when I cook something and my kids go, mommy, that was the best meal ever. When they praise what I've done and I didn't burn it. haha. I, I am known in my house for like burning things, especially like garlic bread. I don't know why, because I do it so quick and then I walk away. But you know, when they'd say, mommy, what you did was amazing. I love it. And I love you. It's the same way that our Abba Father loves when we praise him and we can do that through worship. That's right. You know, at home right now, um, parents, whether they like it or not, are homeschooling. I am cracking up because (laughs) uh, your kids, do they go to public school or private? I have two in college, but I have a nine-year-old little kid. You have two in college? Oh my gosh, y'all. Do you see how young this chick looks? Don't look too close. Wow. So you <laughs> that are in college yeah. and you have one at home. I've got a little nine-year-old guy. A nine-year-old. Yeah. So are they public or private, the younger he, one? Uh, we started out pub- or private, he went to public, and, and now home. So, Back home. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you know, we I did the same thing. We went from private Christian school, and we we've done all of that. Yeah. We did a little public stuff, um, and then I was like, we're going to homeschool, mm-hmm. right? And so, thank God for homeschool academies because I get yeah. to send them two days a week, and then we do the rest. I love same. that. Yay for yep. whoever invented that. <laughs> um, but now. Whether you like it or not, you're homeschooling. What I have found, even in my homeschool, which I was a little disappointed, there wasn't a Bible class. And they didn't have enough kids, can you believe this, to sign up for a Bible class? So you know me, like, mom, super mom. Yeah, Yeah, no, not really. But I I said, I'm going to volunteer and do Bible once a week. But what I do think is really, really something that foundationally made a difference in my children's life was reading to them books that had a Christian message. and. I love it. You've got a book right here, and it's called Love Bird. I want. I read it yesterday, and I love it. I love it. I love it because I just am not going to grow up. That's just my <laughs> mantra in life. <laughs> Tell me why. Why were you moved to write mm. fables? But of course, now we have a Christian message on there. Yeah. Tell me about that. So I've always improved bedtime stories to my children, and so twenty-four years worth of that, um, you know, has <laughs> been a thing in our a consistent theme. But um, backing up just a little bit, growing up in in the church that I grew up in, we sang songs that were just simple choruses, and they were straight scripture. And it is amazing to me how when that gets planted in there in one way, shape, or form, this is just another tool to do that, that um, at the right time in your life when you need it, the Holy Spirit will bring that up. Because I won't have thought of one of those songs for years, and all of a sudden I'll wake up with one on my heart, and, and it speaks so directly. And so I just really believe in tools to do just that. And so over the years, as my children would be like, tell me a story tonight, as opposed to um, you know reading one, which we've done tons of both. Um, 
I, I'm a mom. Like, I'm, if I'm going to work to create some sort of a story, you're going to get a lesson. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> well, it, it'll always be. And the moral of the yeah. story is, you know, because I'm a mom. Clean so. your room. Jesus said to clean your room. I'm telling you, it's in the Bible. Yeah. So this just kind of happened organically because my brother overheard one of these um, a few years back and and pinned me down and said, if that's, you know, if you made that up off the cuff, what if you tried? And so it's escalated into this. So, so yesterday yeah. we were walking around and you pulled out your books. I'm going to be one of the first ones to see it. Um, and there's a series, Fruit Fables, but this one's called Lovebird. So each of these stories will be unpacking one of the fruits of the spirit. And uh, Lovebird is about a squirrel family that has a new neighbor that moves into their community. And what do you do when you have a new neighbor? You go and introduce yourselves, which they did. And this bird just looked at them and said, chatter, chatter, chatter. And they were like, holy cow, that was rude. So they went back to their hole in the tree, kind of scratching their heads. And that night they overheard him completely tick off the entire backyard because he chirped just like the crickets and he peeped like peepers do. He really like the frogs at night and hoot the owls who. And so everyone's upset. And the squirrel family said, we have got to do something about this. And so they came up with a plan and they called an emergency backyard meeting. And they said, hey guys, we're going to choose to treat this bird with love. And they get everyone to agree. And so what happens is over time, because he's a mockingbird, he repeats what he hears and peace is restored to their community because they chose to put love in action. So it ends by saying, see, love's not just a fuzzy feeling we feel deep inside. Sometimes it's something that we do when we make up our minds. And when you choose to love this way, it's often very true. Eventually, you just might see that love return to you. So it's teaching. Oh, my goodness. You don't fall in and out of this. (laughs) Sometimes it's a decision. You will yourself to carry it out. But it's God's character it's one of his fruits that when we have the Holy Spirit in our lives, he works it in us. We got a partner. So that's the, that's the idea. Shalene, I love this. <laughs> I cannot tell you the value of teaching our kids the word of God, but it doesn't have to be boring. Yeah. You know, um, I, I'm the pastor's kid, you know, and now we're in ministry, my husband and I, and we have our kids, pastor's kids. So it's like this whole generational thing. But you know, one thing I've got to give it to my mom and dad. They always made it fun. Mm-hmm. And we, as parents, my husband and I, uh, Pastor Carlos, we have tried to make that fun. And you can make it fun by taking books like what Shalene's written and read it to your kids. And you know what's crazy? I don't know about you, but my kids, Shalene, I don't know if you had this experience with your kids. If I found one book, like I used to read them Corduroy, they wanted me okay. to read it over and mm-hmm. over. I'm like, got to read this book one more time, but it really sinks down inside their heart and in their character. And what better thing can we do than sink the word of God into the character? You did something really cool when we were looking at the book yesterday in the back of the book. So with each one of them, there's a page at the end called Let's Chew on It because it's fruit. And there's seven questions that brings it home. What's the lesson we learned and how do we apply this? And how would you feel if this was you? And what could you do the next time? And that type of thing. And then there's um, the Bible verse that it, it actually says, love, you know, this, this story is about love. Love is one of the fruits or behaviors we learn from God's Holy Spirit. Let's say our theme verse together. So we, we have the verse in there and then a very short prayer that says, dear heavenly father, thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit. Help us to show others your love. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So very simple, but very intentional. Trinity, little theological, you know, dose 
put in. And, and so, yeah, we've got to bring it home. And of course, because I write music, there might be a little song that I've written with each story. And <laughs> so that'll be on the website too. Yeah. Hey, so, we're excited. Fun. Look, if you're listening today, I want to encourage you as parents. Today is is really, I'm going to gear into those moms, those dads that are listening. But I know a lot of those moms, you're out there listening to this. You know, sometimes, Shalene, and you, you may feel this too, because we have older kids, mm-hmm. we can get caught up in a, in a spirit of regret, you mm. know, like oh. what we didn't do for our kids. <laughs> I wish I could have done so much better. Maybe they're making these choices because we failed in this area. And you know, moms, I want to talk to you right now, specifically in dads. There is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. I'm not telling you that I didn't have those moments where I sat there and I was like, oh, honey, if I would have just been a better mom, if I would have mm-hmm. just not maybe traveled as much, if I would have just, and I go through this, if I would have just, mm-hmm. the reality is just because Jesus gave his life on the cross, I can be free from that that kind of condemns my mind and my heart. But some of you, you're in a position right now, you're in a crucial position where your kids are young enough that you can really impart the word of God into yes. their hearts. And you know, this program, Faith Fuel, is about firing ourselves up. Well, nothing will fire you up more than seeing your children serve God. Yeah. I did a show a while back with a friend of mine, Cindy Thomas. If you go back to that podcast, it's just going to touch your heart. But, you know, her son had actually walked away, but she never stopped praying. And today he is pastoring and leading. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I love this, Shaleen. You know, we we just, every time we see each other at these uh, shows that we go to, these Christian events for authors, um, you know, we get to get together. But, you know... Aside from the writing, aside from being authors, you know, we're moms and we're wives and we love the Lord. And I know those that are listening today, I I just want you to pray, Shalene, for some of those moms that um, are in the beginning stages and just encourage them that they can give them the word of God and that it will absolutely impact their Mm -hmm. children. Would you pray for moms that are listening today and dads? Father, thank you so much for the joy of parenting, Lord. Um, These are your treasures. You give them to us for a season. And Lord, I pray for every parent that's listening right now that you would give them a sense of urgency to plant seeds of your word into their children's hearts, Lord, because I know mom guilt, probably dad guilt, I don't know, but mom guilt's a a, a real thing. Uh, We don't get so many things right. But Lord, I pray that there would be a priority in the hearts of these listeners, Lord, to get your word planted into their heart, because when your word goes out, it doesn't come back void and it will be brought brought back into their lives, Lord. Holy Spirit, it's amazing how you just drop it there um, when we need it. And so I just pray that it would become a, a even a, a sense of urgency in the hearts of the parents, Lord, and that you direct them. You put the right people, the right tools, the right resources, the right mentors um, in their lives uh, to be able to do just that. You're so good and you're so faithful. I pray a blessing over their children, Lord. This is a strange season that we're in. And I pray that you give just an extra measure of grace to these parents. Um, and Lord, we just thank you because you're so faithful and kind. We love you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, make sure you comment. Let us know what you think about this program. Maybe you have a book or a suggestion, something that you have actually read to your children. And of course, I cannot wait, Shalene, to see your collection of books come out. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, how would they do that? 
Simply just go to shaleenweaver.com. And if you are struggling with that spelling, uh, fruitfables.com will take you to the same place. And launch day is 10 10 2020. So we have this book coming out right away. Yeah. And so we're excited about yeah. that. Those of you that are listening, remember there is distractions, there is negative things happening on, but we have a positive thing happening. And that is Jesus Christ is mm-hmm. Lord. He is our strength. We can worship Him. We find strength in the moments when we turn to Him. Parents, get reading to your children Mm -hmm. the Word of God. Put the Word of God into the heart of your child and they will not turn away. That's what the Bible says. We can count on that. And when you put your trust in the Lord, He will fuel your faith. If you haven't subscribed to our channel yet, make sure you click below and join us as we grow in God's Word. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.